I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in. Happy late Mother's Day to you mothers out there that it's not Mother's Day anymore when you're hearing this, but today it is Mother's Day. Um, I always get so thirsty when I'm about to record. I think it's because I get nervous talking to myself. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but anyways, this week has been busy. I feel like I'm saying that every week and I need to change that because I do not like being busy every week. I want to be busy doing what God wants me to do. So I think at least part of that week this week has been busy doing the things that the Lord's wanting me to do. Um, we have, you know, the National Day of Prayer, if you live in the States. Um, and hmm, we ha- I think it was last year, my church had posted a flyer uh, that just showed all of the towns in our county that was doing the National Day of Prayer. And every town was listed except for my town. And I live in a small town, so I mean, that kind of makes sense. Uh, but I was like, seriously, guys, we we can do this here in our town. We can we can also um, pray for our community. Like, what are we doing? So uh, so it was neat last year. We kind of had it at a kind of we did had it at a local uh, little store in town um, and had some local pastors and my son and the sweet girl that's my friend led worship and it was great we had a time uh, to come together and praise the community this year that store shut down and so we actually had it at the local elementary school and they were really sweet to let us have it there and um, and it's just a really special time I think um, well so anyways this year what they wanted us to do the um, committee, the National Day of Prayer for our county committee wanted us to have a prayer tent earlier in the week for two days from four to seven. And so my town's small. And right now, um, you know, just trying to get the community together. We all kind of live far apart. It's not like a bunch of subdivisions or anything like that. Um, and anyway, so it was pretty much me um, had this prayer tent out there at this gas station uh, because there was there's not there's just nothing out here um and so had it there and I think what was really special to me is that um being able to live here and you know even in your own neighborhoods wherever you live is that you have the opportunity that God has given you to uh, do his will right where you're planted you don't have to be sent anywhere uh, God wants you to share the gospel wherever you're at and if if you live where you live, that's where he wants you to share it. And so um, it's just been really neat to build relationships with my neighbors, with people around town. And um, and so a couple of them had stopped by to just say hi or just to pray and getting to know their families over the years and just kind of their situations and um, and just really being able to pour uh, into them and allow God to love them through me and just, I don't know, I just think it's really neat to build relationships with people and to love them and um, to have that ongoing time. I think for me, it's kind of a bummer, not that God doesn't call people to do this, but where you meet somebody and you might pray with them or whatever, but like you'll never see them again. Um, And it's just really special to me to be able to have that relationship that's ongoing. So I think that's really cool. And then of course we had our National Day of Prayer like I said, at the elementary school, and then, um, and then I don't even know, and then my daughter has been in ballet, and I love her so much, but I'm not that parent 
that's, you know, with the sports and the dance and whatever. So she's been uh, doing dance just once a week. And so she had a recital and that was cute. Um, But it's just, you know, busy stuff where I'm like, what? could we be doing instead and she doesn't really care too much about it so she doesn't care I definitely don't care um so that was my week how was your week how was your week what did you do this week um did you have a good week I feel like I had a good week um I think I also wanted to talk about just our freedoms in this country I think that a lot of times we can be focused in the negative especially just with social media and the news and everything and you're just hearing everything everybody has to say and it's either positive stuff that's not even true stuff you know you're like what this isn't even making sense we're just making up stuff now and then or it's just like negative stuff or people arguing or just whatever and I think it is really uh, good to remind yourself of things that you can be grateful for and in America we have the freedom to assemble and uh, the freedom to have our Bible and to read it and to read it in public if we want to and to pray Um, and so I'm thankful for that Um, we were at the National Day of Prayer I was reading the proclamation by Biden so every year um, the president comes out with a proclamation for prayer the National Day of Prayer and um, this is just a little piece of his proclamation. It says, The Congress, by public law 100-307, as amended, has called on the President to issue each year a proclamation designating the first Thursday in May as a National Day of Prayer. I call upon the citizens of our nation to give thanks in accordance with their own faiths and consciences for our many freedoms and blessings, and I invite all people of faith to join me in asking for God's continued guidance, mercy, and protection. And I'll link uh, the full proclamation in the show notes. But I think it's interesting, if you look back on the history of the National Day of Prayer for our country, um, it was President Harry S. Truman that proclaimed the National Day of Prayer to be observed. It was first in July 4th, 1952. Oh, you didn't know it was going to be history class today. Um, but I think it's interesting. It was in July 4th, Independence Day. Okay. Uh, and then Reagan moved it to the first Thursday in May. And I think it was 1988. Uh, so if you look further back, uh, July 20th, 1775, the Continental Congress issued a proclamation recommending a day of public humiliation, fasting, and prayer, you know, to be humble, uh, to be observed. And then 1795, George Washington proclaimed a day of public thanksgiving and prayer. And then May 9th, 1798, John Adams declared this day as a day of solemn humility, fasting, and prayer. And then you had another large gap, and that was March um, 1863. So you got the Civil War going on. So on March 3rd, Abraham Lincoln signed a congregational congressional resolution during the civil war which called for april 30th 1863 as a day of fasting and prayer um so it's interesting if you look back to 1952 you had a lot of the billy graham crusades i mean he's coming in he's calling for america to turn back to the lord right to repent to get right with him so i think like two days later um, the house of representatives and the president had uh went in and called for national day of prayer uh from that time and and every year since then so i think it's just really neat how much god has used billy graham um not because maybe necessarily you know he was billy graham was super awesome and whatever but just that billy graham was willing he was 
willing. He was an empty vessel for the Lord. He devoted his whole life to the Lord for God's will. And so if God can use one man to do so much that he did, and if you don't know much about Billy Graham, I encourage you to go, you know, go back and and look at his life. Uh, you know, how much can God use you? You know, you just got to be willing. Uh, so anyways, there's a sermon I'm going to read. It's not all of the sermon. Um, it's some of the sermon that I'm going to read from Billy Graham. It's not from the crusade, right, with the National Day of Prayer or whatever, but it ties in. So here we go. Repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, said the Apostle Peter, Acts 3.19. Now God commands all men everywhere to repent, the Apostle Paul said, Acts 17.30. The Bible commands it, our wickedness demands it, justice requires it, Christ preached it, and God expects it. The divine and alterable edict is still valid. God commands all people everywhere to repent. But this theme proclaimed so emphatically in the Bible by prophets and apostles is scarcely mentioned by contemporary preachers. A clear trumpet blast calling men and women to repentance is conspicuous for its absence from the modern pulpit. We have preached the dignity of humanity instead of our depravity. We have declared our goodness rather than our wickedness. We have vindicated ourselves rather than confessed our guilt. We have made of ourselves, despite all of our inherent sin and evil, little cherubs of perfection with halos on our heads, harps in our hands, and wings in our shoulders. Gone is the mourner's bench. Gone are the tear-stained cheeks of godly sorrow for sin. And gone is the joy in heaven over wanderers returning to the Father's house. End quote. I'll link his uh, full script in the show notes. I know that some people, man, oh, they just want like good vibes all the time. And that probably sounded like a bummer to people because what does it say? It, it calls for us to change. It calls us to work against our human nature who wants to just do what we want to do. And so we want to kind of lump everybody that preaches that kind of message as, you know, hellfire and brimstone preachers judging me and, you know, always like killing the mood and whatever. But man, um, repentance is what really is going to bring you in a right relationship with the Lord, turning from your sin, asking for his forgiveness, uh, allowing him to make you into the image of Christ. That's going to change you. And that's what's going to change our country. That's going to change your community. That's going to change your house. And so what are you doing? What are you doing? What am I doing? We got to, you know, check our heart, see where we're at, see if we're willing to repent, see if we're willing to you know, hear the hard truths of God's word, you know, and, and stop listening to golly, this world and all the crazy things, uh, the world's saying, um, it's just, it's going to lead you to a path of destruction if you keep listening. So moving on, um, and Daniel six ten, uh, you know, talked about in the Bible with the book of Daniel, um, these guys that were trying to trap Daniel because, man, Daniel was a good dude, right? He's, like, blameless. He's righteous. He's not um, taking advantage of people. He's treating people fairly. And these people keep trying to, um, the people that were in the king's court were trying to catch him and and to, to get him, but they couldn't. So they had to end up making a law to get him. They're like, oh, man, he prays all the time. So you know what? Let's make a law about praying. So they went to the king, right? And they're like, hey, sign this. If anybody's asking and petitioning anybody, any God for anything, um, and they're not coming to you only, you know, we throw them in the lion's den. He's like, yeah, that sounds cool. I'm the king. Got some power, right? So then Daniel's like, what's he do? Let's read it. So Daniel 6.10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, 
that law, right? He went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. So let's stop for a second and notice something. He went into his house and his windows being open, right? It's like he ain't trying to hide it. He's not trying to be ashamed. I, oh man, you guys, can I just, you, you, if you've been listening to this podcast, you probably know this about me. It is very hard for me to feel like I'm offending people or not getting their approval or somebody's mad at me or whatever. So sometimes when I need to speak the truth, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want them to be upset. But if it's God's truth, I got to speak it. And then I'm like, all right, brace for impact because I'm probably going to cry, <laughs> right, about their response. And this man, you know what? His life was in danger. Obviously, he knew that by breaking this law, he was going to get thrown in the lion's den. But what supersedes the government, the Bible does, right? God does. God's word does. So he knew that God wanted him to pray to him. And he had a relationship with God where he wanted to pray to him. And so he did. And he was not ashamed of it. And he... I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't scared. I wasn't him. Uh, but he sure was bold and did it anyway, right? So that's something to note. And then um, the word at the end where it says, prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. So if you look up the definition of aforetime, you probably know what it means. It means in time past, in a former time. So this isn't the first time that he, he stopped and prayed. You know, it wasn't like, oh man, times are rough. People are plotting against me. There's a law that was kind of made specially for me. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to pray now. In secret, God, please help me out of this situation. It's like, no, the, he was a man of faith. He was already doing these things. He was already loyal to God. He was already in a good, right relationship with the Lord. And, and he prayed. And I think that so many of us, especially conservative Christians in our country, which I am one of those, um, a lot of times we want to complain about all the crazy things that are happening and all the things that are unbiblical or, you know, immoral, all these things. And I think that, yeah, we should be concerned about those things and we should be going up against those things. But do you pray? Have you prayed before? Are you just now praying? I mean, it's never too late to do what you need to do. But a lot of times we're complaining and we're not even praying. We're not even in a right relationship with Lord ourselves, right? How crazy is that? You know, it's like, oh man, this this country, we're doing lots of moral things. We're allowing all these things. Uh, but hey, guess what? Are you plugged into a local body like God calls you to do? Going to church, doing God's will, being the hands and feet, right? Are you praying to the Lord? Are you living in sin? How's your life? What are you doing? Um, are you like Daniel? who was a stand-up guy, being blameless, following the Lord, devoting his life to the Lord, already praying, already talking to the Lord, already having that relationship with the Lord. Because that's really how you change things, right? Is that you make sure you're right with the Lord, and then you do what God calls you to do. But if you're just complaining about what everybody else is doing, but you're not right, you're not an empty vessel waiting for the Lord to use you. You're full of something, right? So... It's just something that we all have to keep in check um, because our pride wants to steer the ship. Then we want to get opinionated. And then before you know it, we're just living like the world. Um, we're no different. And we're definitely not humble before the Lord letting him use us. So I think it's something to think about. 
and to challenge ourselves then. Okay, now let's move on to songs, guys. Songs. Um, so my friend Jay, she is very talented. She's got a great voice, and um, she's got such a neat relationship with the Lord, and I just love her. I don't even think she listens to the podcast, but I just want to say I love her, and I have asked her for the past two years to help me with the National Day of Prayer for my town, and she has been so sweet to do it. And then when I used to have ladies' prayer meetups at the church, I asked her to lead worship in that, and she did, and she's always just so sweet to do it, so I'm so thankful. Anyway, so she sang the song um, this past Thursday for the National Day of Prayer, and so I wanted to put it in the playlist because it's such a good song. So it's called Thank You, Jesus, for the Blood. Uh, the song is by Charity Gale. And some of the lyrics are, Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Thank you, Jesus, it has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my life. Brought me from the darkness into glorious light. And then the next song is a song that my boys like to listen to, and I like it too. And it's Scars by Toby Mac. And the lyrics are, When life cuts so deep, try and remember you're not alone. We've all been there. Scars come with living. You're not alone. We've all been there. So lift your head. Lift your head to where your help comes from. You're not alone. We've all been there. Scars come with living. I think they got a remix of it. I think I like the remix. Either way, I will link to the playlist in the show notes so you can go check that out on Spotify. And if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I will talk to y'all next Monday. Mm-hmm.